If something feels off, or maybe you're at a crossroads and trying to figure out your next best step, come on in and see how Linda dealt with that. It's time for the Becoming a Profitable CEO podcast, and it's all about providing you with the tools to succeed on this ever-evolving business building journey. My mission is to make sure you know you are not alone, that it is possible, and that you, yes, you can do this. You matter. The world is a better place for having you in it, and your voice is needed. I'm Teresa Cleveland, and I believe that we can all make a difference and that having a successful online business is one of the best ways to do that. Let's get to it. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Becoming a Profitable CEO. My guest today is Linda Sidhu. She's a list building expert who helps entrepreneurs create irresistible personality quizzes that bring in new subscribers on autopilot. In addition to creating quizzes that convert at 60% and crafting personalized marketing for her customers, she helps online business owners learn how to take full advantage of email marketing. When she's not getting creative in her Zen Seattle home office, you can catch her exploring the Pacific Northwest on a sunny day. A lot of times in our businesses, I know we come to crossroads, right? Where it's, I know that I need to make a change and I'm not sure what that looks like. And sometimes it just, bam, is there. And other times it kind of builds and you know it's coming, right? What really inspired me about Linda's story is that circumstances caused her to come to that crossroads. And as she was contemplating what she could do or which direction she was going to go, she decided to lean into her strengths. And I think sometimes we forget get to do that. We're looking at what should I do? What's going to make me the most money and all of that. And as you'll hear in her story is that in leaning into her strengths, it led her to the place where she's now making such a difference for so many business owners and making more profit than she ever has before. So if you're at that place, then it's probably worth a try. I'll let Linda tell you more about that. Let's jump in. Hey, Linda, it's so good to have you here today. I've been looking forward to this because I'm excited to share your talent and expertise with our audience, as well as things that have happened in your business journey that have made a difference for you and helped you shift. Let me ask you this first. Did you do a word of the year? Do you choose a word of the year? That's interesting. I think that the word of the year is really important. I actually probably choose each month what I want to invest and spend my energy on. However, to answer your question, I did choose a word of the year and I don't remember it, but my biggest goal this year is about growing my list and growing my audience and putting a lot of intention on that growth and building a community. And then next year, my strategy is to do a little bit more launching and coaching and community events. But this year is more just taking a step back and kind of pulling the bow and arrow back before I exert all the energy. All right, nice. I was talking with someone this morning who he was saying that he saw this 
picture of this, these people at the starting line and like leaning forward and, you know, and, but you have sometimes have those people that feel like they're behind, but they're actually like the slingshot, right? They're like back there in the momentum's building so that they can spring forward. And that's what it sounds like, you know, with you, you're just setting that, right? So that you can just move forward like that. Well, Linda, share with us, if you will, something that happened on your journey. You know, I know you've been in business now for a couple of years. It's been uh, different iterations from a partnership to now having your own business and doing your own thing. Can you share something that happened on this journey to becoming a profitable CEO that might help somebody else out there who is struggling with something? Yeah. So I used to be in pharmaceutical sales back when I was working in the corporate corporate field. And once I had my son, I decided to stay home. And when I stayed home, I decided to dabble into the network marketing field, mainly because I missed communication with other adults and having team camaraderie and uh, feeling progress because usually my day didn't look like there was any progress being made. And when I could see the needle moving, it made me feel more confident and excited. But most of all, I just missed that community of interacting with other women. And through the years of network marketing, I actually learned a lot. It's almost like waitressing back in the day. Like, you know, being a waitress, you learn a lot about people and you see how people treat you and then how you don't want to be treated in general. And so what that did was it really trained me to understand what different success looks like. And it also was a time where I didn't have a lot of success in my life. So it was really frustrating. And once my son went to kindergarten, I decided to launch my own business. And I did launch with a partner and we focused on email marketing because it was my knowledge that you wanted to build a foundation for your business. And a lot of people in network marketing didn't do that. Uh, And so that was where I really felt the calling to help other entrepreneurs just build a foundation for their business. And unfortunately, 20, that was the same year, 2020, I came out guns a blazing. And then, you know, life was out of our control. There was a pandemic that hit. And so it was hard enough to navigate by yourself as a mom, let alone having a partner with you who was also a mom and navigating her life. So unfortunately, in August, that came to an end. And it was in that moment where I was really at the crossroads to say, am I going to do this or not? And part of me knew how hard it was to launch a business and, you know, the struggles and the frustrations. And, you know, I was wondering if it was even worth it. But because I'm just, you know, naturally an entrepreneur, I always knew I was going to own my own business. And I really wanted to help people, I honed in on my strengths. And it was in that moment that I realized that my sales background in pharmaceuticals partnered with my personality. Uh, I love personality tests. I love understanding people's personalities. I was trained on how to sell to different personalities back in the day. And so with, and then also my, when I worked on list building and building a foundation and list growth, I realized where I could hone in on my strengths was creating personality quizzes. So I did relaunch a business last fall in 2020, right after I closed a business with my previous partner. And now I'm having more success than I've ever had with the network marketing, my old previous business partner, mainly because I'm focusing on what 
my strengths are and how I can help people. And I've doubled down on it. I love that so much because it so many times we're presented with all these different opportunities that we can do. And that's something I learned a big lesson years ago was just because I can doesn't mean I should, right? But in the moment, it's like, yeah, this is great. And, and it brought you to where you are. But it's when we step into that power, that thing that we know your strengths, that it's just like, well, of course, this is what I should be doing. So along the way, did you have any indication though that you were not doing the right thing but when you were doing that with the email marketing and the foundation did it feel right or was was there something that you felt like mm, I don't know something's still not that thing yeah you know it's really hard to get clear on what your strengths are and where you can shine the light to help other people and so I wouldn't say it didn't feel right I just didn't have the clarity yet and so I just kept it was like a breadcrumb thing I kept following the crumbs and being like this worked this didn't and doubling down on what worked. And around the time when the pandemic hit was when just after I created my very first quiz to build my list with my partner. And what happened was people loved the quiz. I had success right off the bat. I had so much success that even Interact, the quiz company, reached out to me in March. I remember this day because I was walking to get my son from kindergarten and I got the notification on my phone that the school was closing. And lo and behold, that was my last day that Liam was in kindergarten and I would have never known, you know. But that was, I remember I had that call with Interact on that same day before I went to pick up Liam. And they basically were asking me, why did your quiz do so well? You're, um, you're converting the views to new leads on a higher percentage than other quizzes. And after a couple of weeks of talking to Interact, they brought me on to become a strategic partner with them so I could help other people create good personality quizzes as well and to help teach people. And since then, I've done two workshops with them that were very successful. And I think I'm starting to build a really credible reputation on how to create a personality quiz for your business. And that is kind of where I realized I needed to double down. And it was around the same time when I had Laura Belgray, my mentor, ask me what I wanted to be known for. And it took me three weeks to really hone in, like, what do I want to be known for? If I did a TEDx speech and I went out there to a crowd of people, what could I talk to about people that I felt confident in? But not only that, what would I want to answer questions day in, day out once I actually had success? Because that's the other thing. Like, even though I launched a business in email marketing a year ago, I actually did didn't love talking about email marketing, but I get fired up and excited when I talk about personality quizzes. So it was in that moment that I said, this is an obvious strength I'm having and I enjoy talking about this. So that's when really the idea started brewing that I should focus on creating personality quizzes for business owners to help them with lead generation. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's wonderful. And I think there's a couple of things in there. I think there is number one, show up and do what you're doing. You never know who's watching. You were just doing your thing, right? You weren't trying to get Interact's attention. You were just doing your thing and people are out there watching. I keep hearing that from different online business owners that I talk with and even here on the podcast that that is so many times it's like people show up and we don't even know they're there. And it's like, how do you know? You know, how did you hear about me? And it's like, oh, I've been watching you for a year. So I love that show up and do your thing because you never know when it's going to land you in the right place in front of the right person. And then the other, what do you want to be known for, right? <laughs> 
because the clarity that comes in that, like if you really take the time and answer that question, you know, from a place rather than a knee-jerk reaction, but really give it some thought, I think that that is a great question we should all ask ourselves. Yeah. And just to piggyback on that, before we started the podcast, something just felt natural for me to bring this to light. But the reason why personality quizzes do so well is because you're shining the light on other people's personalities and their strengths. So once somebody takes the quiz and they enter into your community, they're feeling really good about you stroking their ego and telling them how amazing they are. But as a business owner, when you add more personality to your own work and you end up being 110% you and you're different than other people, you create a path where people are, you're known for something and you stand against something and you're not just like everybody else that's on social media, you know, you really portray your strengths, what makes you different, what you stand against. And when you can get really clear on those things, then you can really amplify your business. And it all comes back to being who you are and knowing your strengths. And that's why I love chatting personality. Absolutely. And there's so much truth there. So speaking of the quizzes, and that we know that that's what you do. So what goes into building a quiz? I've taken your quiz, I've taken, you know, some other quizzes. And I think it's just a really interesting phenomena, the way that it's taken off, especially in business and list building, because we look at those out there and, you know, what kind of dog are you or, you know, these other things. But in our businesses, I think it's so interesting as I've watched this kind of build and build over the last year or two, three, that uh, they've become so popular. What goes into, because obviously when you take them, you just walk, you just go through and you're answering the questions and it all seems so seamless. (laughs) What goes into it? How long does it take to build one? and strategy behind it. It just seems to me so overwhelming every time I think about it. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts when you create a quiz. But I believe when uh, you and I know Brittany McBean, I think she created her quiz in 10 hours, she told me. It doesn't have to be something that takes forever. However, if somebody were to hire me to create their quiz, it usually takes about four weeks for me to create because what I do is I do a lot of ideal client research. I need to know a lot of information about who we're actually talking to. And then once I know who we're talking to and where we're leading the people, so you really want to get clear on your offer. That's the main part because it doesn't matter how amazing your quiz is if you don't have an offer that's validating and that's going to convert. 80% of your taking a lead to a customer relies on your offer and if it's validated. And once we know where we're taking them, then I can work backwards. And what I do, I love creating personality quizzes because divide your results up into four different areas. And I focus on whether you're fast paced or slower paced. And this is basically when you're making a decision. So sometimes people read a lot more testimonials or they want their money back guarantee. These people are not going to become a customer with you until three years because they're watching you. You have to earn their trust. They read every testimonial. They're not going to buy on Black Friday. So there's slower paced people. And then there's fast paced individuals who are just ready to go. Then I also divided up into if you're task oriented or people oriented. And if you're familiar with the DISC, this is actually the DISC 
profile. So what that looks like is you're either fast paced and task oriented and you're the dominant person, the D. Then I know exactly what the result's going to be. And it doesn't have to be a person. For example, I recently just created a quiz for a TEDx speaking coach and the task oriented fast paced person was the visionary and the person who was people oriented, but fast paced was the entertainer. And what we did was we created these results based on their personality strengths. So the entertainers, they're going to go up there and they're going to take stage and they're going to crack a joke, but that's not going to be what the analyzers or researchers do, right? Those people don't crack jokes. They're more data oriented. They like to prove their facts. So they might go on stage and feel more comfortable just to sit down versus being a Tony Robbins. Right. Right. So what we did with her quiz is we really wanted people to feel seen and heard when they saw their results and focus on their strengths. So we make them feel good and we make sure that they know that they don't have to be somebody else. And the real true key is to focus on their personality and drive that home and double down what you're good at. However, in those results, we did shine a light on the blind spots. So the visionary, the fast paced, task oriented people typically they're so interested in getting people to join their movement on their cause. They don't really think about the nurturing aspect to their message. So we did share in this particular quiz results how to get a standing ovation. And what you need to do if you're a visionary personality is to sprinkle in a little bit of nurturing, maybe talk about how your mission can help children of the future. And then once you sprinkle in a little bit of the opposite of who you are, that's where you can connect with every single person in that audience. So when you know your strengths and you're aware of your blind spots and you can marry it together, that's how I deliver quiz results is I really focus on your personality. And then as a business owner, I definitely try to segue into who's the business owner behind this quiz. Let's share a bio about you. Let's share how you can help this new lead into your community. So it's not necessarily a BuzzFeed quiz. There's real strategy behind it. And it not only makes your customer new lead feel seen and heard when they enter your community. But as a business owner, you're also gathering data so you know their personality. And when you know someone's personality, you now know their buying decisions. So if you know, for instance, Teresa, let's say you took my quiz and I know that you're fast paced and task oriented. When I get on a call with you, if you're interested in creating a quiz, I know that you don't need all the details and I can just give you a few options. And within 20 minutes, we've got an agenda and we're working together. However, if you're a little bit more slower paced with your decision making, you might need some case studies, you might need to know your money back guarantee before you actually sign the dotted line to work with me. And as a business owner, when I know this information, I can show up making you feel more comfortable. And I also don't get offended if I feel like you want to cut the small talk with me, right? Just kind of know you don't need the details. You don't want me asking about your weekend, you want to get down to business. (laughs) So it helps business owners on the receiving end better understand their customers so they know how to show up and serve them better. You know what? All of that is so interesting. And as a business owner who is constantly analyzing these things, you know, for my clients to think about, you know, is this a good option for them and not? As I went through yours, like I was taking notes and other ones that I've taken because I have some clients who are interested in doing quizzes. I'm always looking at things from like the technical parts of it too. Like what's the business strategy here? Why is this? Because I've seen sadly on some people, 
people's sites, they have quizzes that they get a lot of responses to, but it's really, there's no alignment. There's no path to an offer or anything else, or it doesn't really matter. It's just like anything else. The numbers are not what matters necessarily. It doesn't matter how big your list is. If your list is full of people who it's not a good fit for. So, so what I noticed in doing yours and some of the ones that I really liked is not only going through the quiz, like that part of it all makes sense, but also the follow-up, like once somebody hits submit, like it just doesn't stop there. I just don't get my answers. Like you have a meaningful follow-up that comes through that. So I'm just not out, out here like, okay, I got my answer. That's what I needed to know. And I appreciate that you, when you're helping somebody with this, you help them all the way through then all of that, the follow-up and what makes sense for the follow-up too, right? Yeah. So when I create a quiz, I write the results for your quiz, which is usually four different results. And then I write a welcome series, which is the follow-up, the nurturing. And I write that for each specific result. So I give a lot of information and I also deliver on the welcome series as a way to remind people that they took the quiz and what their result was. Typically, they don't think there's a business owner behind it. So it's just, you know, showing them the quiz results again so that they can get really clear on their strengths. And then we kind of take them through a path where we take them straight to your offer. And some people like to sell in the third email. Some people wait to the fifth email. But at the end of the day, I actually enjoy sending out and recommend doing the welcome series every single day. Because when people take a quiz, they're coming in hot. They're really excited. They usually love the results. But as a business owner, I prefer to send out the welcome series every day after the quiz. So I write five emails. And if you took my quiz on a Sunday, you get the first one immediately where it's like, here's your quiz results. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you get follow up emails. And by Thursday, I'm already selling to you and that last email and offer that's attached to it. So it's got a very clear path. But the reason why I'm so aggressive and sending people an email every single day is because I also intentionally want to get people off my list if they're not interested in my services. Because a lot of people don't realize when you build an email list, you're building a list of buyers and you want to have a successful business. So as much as you want to have a quiz as a lead generation tool, and you want to have fun with it, and you want to get a lot of people to share it. Yeah, that's great. But you also want to be strategic and make sure that you have a you're selling to them in that last email, you have a potential next steps for them, but also getting a little aggressive on the emails, making sure people get off the list who were just there for fun too. Thank you so much for sharing that. Because I think that a lot of people that I've talked to when they think about a quiz think, Oh, I don't know what I would write or what the response is you know, even what the options would be. So they think about that. But then when I hear, because I've heard that four to six weeks to have a quiz done and I, you know, watch some of your stuff and follow you on social media. So I know that that's accurate four to six weeks. And when I tell people that they're just like, oh my gosh, why does it take, no way does it take that long? I'm like, but it does because what you're saying is you do the market research, you do the workup on the business owner themselves. You're creating all the content, the results to the quiz, the follow-up to the quiz. I mean, and if there's four different outcomes and you're writing emails to the it absolutely I can see where it would take that long so I want everybody to hear that and really realize it's not just sitting down and slapping it 
together. It's not like a fill in the blank kind of thing. Right. And that's the thing that makes me different is I really focus on the strategy behind it. And I think a lot of people who think of quizzes, if you ask them, they just really want to build their list. They're not thinking about the strategy, nor are they thinking about selling off of it. And they haven't even thought about how to personalize it. What I'm teaching my business owners is really personalized marketing. And when I talk about personalized marketing, that's going to be the new marketing that we do moving forward because you already see grocery stores that do it. For example, QFC, which is also Kroger's out on the East Coast, if you're not on the Pacific, they send you coupons based on your card, right? So when you're not in the grocery store and they notice that after a few weeks, they start sending you coupons on the bananas and the bread and everything that you're used to buying. Why do they do that to get you back in the store, right? Well, that's the same thing I think marketing is going to go towards in the future is you're going to get more people and business owners doing personalized marketing. And for me, I actually know who buys my done for you quizzes. It's the fast paced task oriented person who's very successful, doesn't have time to do it themselves and they just want to hire someone. So now that I'm very clear on that, my sales page to that person can be very direct. It can give options and it could really cater towards their buying behavior. And what happened to the quiz that I created for the TEDx speaking coach is even though she was a visionary, what happened is she was attracting a lot of people that were exact opposite of her. She was attracting people who were very nurturing and slower paced individuals. So what we did with the data on her quiz, once we realized those were the people who were attracted to her and who wanted to do the TEDx speeches, the ones who wanted to change the world and talk about climate change, right? Then we started sprinkling in some more nurturing messages. So that way they felt more validated. And so it's sort of an ongoing case study with me right now. She just closed her cart yesterday. I'm really excited to go back and look at the data. I even gave her how to personalize message these people and do videos to them and really show them that they're, you know, what their secret sauce, their message can be heard on stage and they can change people's lives. So we designed a way for her to speak to those people individually to make them feel confident into her program. So they at one point can change their lives and change other people's lives too and get on that stage and talk. And I think that this is where that differentiator comes in because you do have those people who are just younger in business. They just don't know what they don't know yet. And so for them, it's like, I just want to build a list. I want the list to grow. And then it's kind of that more mature business owner who is like, right, but I want to make sure that I'm able to use this time and effort that it's not just for numbers. It's got, there's got to be a conversion rate. So Linda, you put so much time and effort into this. What's pricing like? It depends really. Cause you know, some people actually don't want me to copyright it. They feel that their strengths in copywriting. So sometimes when they're interested, they just want it integrated. And then sometimes they're the exact opposite where they feel that they can integrate it, but maybe they want the copywriting. And then there are people that usually come and get everything where they get the copywriting done, they get the integration, they get it set up through Interact, which is the company I use, obviously. And we put it on their website. And then we even run Facebook ads to it. So the pricing usually starts about five grand, and it's gone up as high as about $8,000. I have not yet had anybody hire me for sales copy, but I can definitely so it depends on how far the 
like the funnels go. And the thing is, is it's taking about 40 to 50 hours to create this, you know, it ends up being about four plus weeks to get this all done. So it's very thoughtful. It's a very strategic approach. And once it's done, the idea is to have everything set up on automation for the business owner. So they're generating leads in their sleep, they're nurturing them, and they don't have to worry about it. They're running their everyday life, and it's converting on the end. So it's a system that's in place all on automation, building a foundation for this business owner that's capturing the leads and turning them into customers, which is so awesome. It's the return on investment. Because and like I'm saying, this is like a more mature business owner who is like, okay, I'm ready now. I've done all the pre work and everything else. Now I'm just ready to take off. And I love how much information you're able to give them about their market. So it's not just the quiz that you're providing here. There's so many insights that you that I've heard you talk about throughout this that will help them with their marketing now and until they change who they market to. So that's really incredible. I was going to say the people I like to work with are the people who know exactly what they're doing. They validated their offer. They know people want to buy it. And at this point, we're just setting up a tool for their business that's going to work for them on automation. And if you're not there yet, I will be launching a course, I believe soon. I'm working on putting that together for the do-it-yourselves. People who want it, who maybe just need the strategy behind it, but feel confident into creating their own copywriting and integrating it themselves. I'm hoping to, fingers crossed, have that come out later this year. And not only that, but if you are a do-it-yourself person who doesn't know their ideal client and does not have a validated offer, I am in the process of working with somebody who helps with the ideal client research too. So that way we can write a quiz that's amazing, that's going to be a tool for you that's going to last for a long time. But if you're not there yet, it's just an additional cost to get really clear on who you're wanting to talk to and validating your offer. So we know that the quiz is going to work for you. Yes, because it's just wasted effort otherwise. Right. (laughs) Like so many other things in business, right? Yeah. Well, thanks for that. You've shared so much valuable information with us. How do people work with you from here? Like what's the next best step for them to get in touch with you and get into your world? Thanks, Teresa. So the number one question I get from clients and leads and customers is I don't know what my quiz title or my idea should be for my business. So what I did was I created a PDF download. It's called Nail Your Quiz Idea in Four Easy Steps. And I'll give you the link so you can share it to your audience. And honestly, if you have a validated offer and you download this nail your quiz idea, you can actually crank out your own quiz in the afternoon, at least get an idea around it. Yeah. So it's very valuable. I had somebody actually tell me that it was better than a four day workshop she did on quizzes. (laughs) So that's the next step to take. If you are an experienced business owner, you want to create a quiz and you're just wondering what your idea should be. I highly recommend you download that, uh, PDF and it's completely free. All right. We'll definitely put that in the show notes. Well, that sound means we're moving into our mixed bag of questions. And first up, we've got a would you rather question because I love them. Would you rather vacation in the Bahamas or in Iceland? Ooh, Iceland. I've been in the Bahamas quite a few times. I used to work or I used to live in Ohio. So I felt like that was the only place to go for the Caribbean. <laughs> so, but I have yet to been to Iceland. And I also really want to see the Northern Lights. So my vote is Iceland. 
Iceland. All right. Next up, we've got a question from another guest because she's all about storytelling and she believes that we need to be sharing our stories as much as we can. She'd love to hear from you. How has sharing your story in any way, shape or form that you've been able to do that left a positive impact on you? I think when you share your story, the good, the bad, the ugly, anything that you're comfortable with and nothing that's like too private, right? But when you feel comfortable sharing parts of your story, I just think that a lot of people can relate to it. So usually there were, I had a miscarriage. And when I shared that, I had so many women reach out to me that had a miscarriage too. And a lot of women don't talk about it. And I brought it up because it was hard for me not to talk about it. But what it did is it allowed me to feel a sense of community and a time that I was mourning. And it also made me feel loved. It made me feel confident. It made me feel, it made me feel good to share the story. And it also allowed me to open up to have love come to me. Um, Because there were so many different women that went through the same thing. And it was a really hard time. So I mean, a lot of people don't feel comfortable sharing private information. But at that moment, it actually was the best thing I could have done. And there's a lot of things I wouldn't share on social media. But for some reason, this worked out in my favor. So that was an example of when it just made me feel more validated that I wasn't the only one that went through it. And I'm not going to be the only one that ever goes through it again. And that's I hear I've heard this as we've been talking is that community that's so important to you and, you know, creating that community. So it's a really big part of that. I know earlier when we were talking about the show, you know, I asked a lot of our guests, have you ever worked with a coach? But I know you had talked about a membership that you were in. And I know I talk with people who are like, I don't know if a membership or, you know, something like that, a mastermind, something like that would be right for me. And you shared that you were in a mastermind. Can you share what that meant to you and how it helped you grow in your business? Yeah. So I joined Laura Belgray. She does a mastermind group called Shrimp Club. And at the time it was a lot of money to me to invest. And I think it's a lot of money for anyone to invest in a mastermind group. But when I decided to do it. It was my way of telling the universe or telling myself, put me in coach. I'm ready to up level my game. I'm ready to get more clarity. I'm ready to join a community of like-minded people and just do this darn thing. Right. And so When I joined the mastermind group, one thing that I realized was a lot of people probably joined for the same reason. And once I got to meet all these amazing business owners, it was more the mindset and confidence that we needed to prove to ourselves that we can do this. And so I think it's really important to invest in your business, invest in people that you love, invest in people that you want to have as your mentor, because when you put the money down, then you're telling yourself too that you can do this. And I remember that moment because I was scared. I was scared to invest that money, but I've gotten that money back tenfold. I've built so many relationships with the people in that group. And I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for investing in that mastermind group. So I say do it. It is just that. And I think it's so incredible because when you do something like that, there are women who are ahead of you in business who can inspire you and they might be doing something and you think, oh my gosh, that's possible, right? And then there are people who are not quite where you are that are looking at you that way, like, oh my gosh, you can do that. She did that. Maybe I can do that too. So it's so important. Community is so, so important. Okay, last one for today. What is a question that you would like for me to ask 
ask a future guest. Oh, okay. I would like you to ask a future guest what they stand against. You know, my neighbor, I'm just looking at her house right now. She is the manager of REI. And one thing when I think about her is their campaign at REI opt outside and how they stand against Black Friday. And I love it. I love that they close the stores down. I love that they stand against Black Friday. I love that they're promoting people to go outside and enjoy nature instead. So that is my next question that I would love for you to ask is what do you stand against? I love that. Nobody has asked that yet. (laughs) Doing this podcast is such a wonderful blessing to me, such a privilege, because I get to hear all these different perspectives from so many other phenomenal female online business owners. So thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. I appreciate you. We'll put the link to your your quiz idea. We'll put that in the notes as well as your social media, your website, and everything else so people can find you. Linda, thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Teresa. It was such a pleasure and I had a lot of fun. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Becoming a Profitable CEO. I'll be back next week, but in the meantime, let's continue the conversation. Head on over to our Facebook group at thepurposefulceo.com forward slash Facebook and share your take on today's episode. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's Voices Amplified.